the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for June 14th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, University of Georgia head coach and general manager, John Camp. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, and four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer Skates. Whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next stay at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, College Hockey South hockey fans. Whatever it may be, we're here for you tonight. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's probably another balmy 90-degree day, probably spent the day out on the beach, or is school still in session? No, we still have uh, exams and stuff, so uh, I'm working. Uh, figures, figures. I'm you not. Know. I'm not. Uh, well... <laughs> Listen, I'm kidding. I, you know, I don't. I don't get to get driven around by the chauffeur and have the rose petals thrown <laughs> at my feet. That's your job. Ah, oh, absolutely. And tomorrow it's going to be even more spectacular in Denver, Colorado, because the start of the Stanley Cup Final, the uh, Colorado Avalanche taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Right. Um, we found out last night who Dave Starman likes. So, yeah, whatever, Dave. Well, yeah. Well, because he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, listen, I, I I get it. It's it's your job to wave the pom poms, and it's my job. To... I do have the burgundy and blue all right. set for hey, tomorrow. Listen, I'm just telling there, you. Listen, it's ready. I I the get cap, all of that, the t-shirt, and they're a very very good team. <laughs> and I got you, I got two words you, for you, my friend. Andre Vasilevsky. Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> And if you oh, the put big it cat's down, getting old. The big cat's getting old. Yeah, what's he? 25, 26, yeah, something in K- that neighborhood. And, and Kale McCarr is like twenty-two. 
23. Listen, it, 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 the fact of the matter is... Uh, the I only thing that I care, Paul, is that, that uh, Bowen Byram is now finally old enough to drink beer out of the cup when they win. Um, like it was going to stop them? <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, course- he... You know, it's he, it's not like he was buying it. it went, you know, if, if 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 the Avalanche should have gone on, should go on to win this thing, it's not like he would be the one buying the champagne. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that his parents would give him permission to drink some out of the cup, considering they would probably be there drinking it with him. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, this is college hockey night. And of course, uh, we know there's no games going on. We know there's a huge portal that's uh, wound down a little bit. We know that teams are preparing for what I'm calling the summer of strength when we start talking to strength and conditioning coaches in July. But before that, Paul, I decided, you know what? We need to uh, to talk to somebody from college hockey south. And... uh, why not start off with the guy, the guy that's on top of the league, if you will, the head coach at uh, at Georgia, the Georgia Ice Dogs. I love it. Well, Absolutely listen, love it. It's a, it's, it's an untold story. You know, Dave Starman mentioned it last night. I mean, it's not the first time that, you know, you could sit there and look at a map and say, okay, this plate, this is empty here and this is empty there. Um, and it, you know, I've seen over the last few years and, and, and the coach can kind of go through it with us better. Um, and I've been intrigued by this story since I saw a video clip of, uh, them using a, a portable ice setup where they could have the rink set up in 24 to 36 hours. Yeah, that, 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 that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Okay. And, and, and I had never seen that before and wondered why more places don't do that. But, you know, the people involved down there made the decision to do it. And, and it's led basically to them putting in a building I don't know exactly how far it may or may not be from the campus. I don't think it's that far. But they built this new arena, or they're building it. It should be done, I guess, by the start of the season for both the University of Georgia team and a potential ECHL team. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, you talk about a vision. That's what, that's what I'm calling this, the vision. They, they, they now have the, the College Hockey South um, champions, which is, of course, the Georgia Ice Dogs. And, um, <laughs> I mean, that you just talk about a vision. That's all I can say. It's, it's visionary because they look forward. They, they saw what they needed to do. They went out and did it. And you know what? That, that more power to them because you know I threw away the word club because I don't like it. Right. I, I think it's just college hockey now, whether it's ACHA, College Hockey South, NCAA. I don't care. It's college hockey. These guys work way too hard at their craft uh, to just be considered a club sport. So uh, from now on, anytime anybody says club, we just throw a quarter in the uh, in the kitty, and we'll see what happens. So Stephen you know, and I have built up a pretty good pile already. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, 
and, you know, and I've seen stories, and I believe uh, the the team that came in second place in that conference, like Florida Atlantic, they get about two thousand a game, or you know, fifteen hundred a game in their building. You know, so it's there. The seeds are there. And, you know, as we've done a little bit of research here, you know, you know, you've asked me some questions and, you know, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not a, that that I knew what was going, you know, that I knew that they've kind of formed their own league. And I'm not talking about the conference. I'm talking about a bunch of schools, not just. Uh, the schools in that southeast area. We can ask the coach about that too, because obviously uh, he's going to have that information. Um, but, you know, we talk about growing the game, and this is really where the game has the chance to grow the fastest or by the most leaps and bounds. Uh, you know, we know that the game has its has it has its solid footing in in, 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 in in certain places. You know, but there's that pattern that you know that Dave talked about last night. And you know, we love Huntsville. I don't want to sit here and, 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 and knock Huntsville at all or denigrate them in any way. And I want them back as much as I want any team to, you know, get their D1 programs. Like, you know, we yeah, want the let, Robert Let's Morris clarify that. Back. You want them back at NCAA D1 level playing Correct. games and get in the conference. Correct. Um, but when you add the brand names, and as much as we love the fact that the small schools – can compete at the D1 hockey level. Um, those five-pound bags are kind of bursting already. Not that we want teams to not join. We don't. We're not sitting here saying we don't want Utica to, to jump. We already know Augustine is jumping. Uh, you know, we've talked and, and had discussions with people about uh, the other teams that play in that D2 league with Stonehill. About two or three of those jumping to the D1 level. But if the game is going to get passed at the college level, the regional level, you know, we need the Oregons to jump to NCAA. We need UNLV to jump to NCAA. We need San Diego State to jump to NCAA. Now, are those USC and UCLA or whatever? Well, Oregon is. UNLV is. Uh, we know the history of San Diego State. You know, that, that market has been a great hockey market for a while. But you need the Georgias, the Floridas, the, the, the Alabama or the Tennessee. You need one of those places to jump and say, we're going to do this. Yeah, you're, you know, you're throwing and off becomes, the, motiva the motivating speech already. We don't even have coach on you. Let's, uh, let, let's do this. Let's take okay. a quick break and let's tell everybody that the text line is open at 
943-3772. We'll take one quick break. We'll be back in about three minutes or so. And then we'll bring on the head coach and the general manager of the uh, University of Georgia Ice Dogs, John Camp, in three minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very beautiful, warm, hot Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. And Paul, it is our pleasure to welcome in the head coach and the general manager from the University of Georgia, the Ice Dogs, John Campus with us. Coach Scott and Paul with you. First of all, let me jump in and tell you a huge thank you because last night when I had insomnia and I couldn't sleep and I said, I'm going to send a message, a direct message on Twitter to uh, Coach Campy if I can call you that, 
<laughs> and I said, I'm going to see if he's interested in coming on the podcast. And uh, I don't know what you were doing at that time in the morning. Maybe we were getting ready for that plane flight to, uh, to Michigan. But, um, man, oh, man, thank you for responding. Thanks for being on the show. We're pleased to have you. Uh, thanks for the invite, fellas. No, I, I tell you, you got me fired up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job, Coach. That's my job. <laughs> I was uh, ready to start doing some uh, jumping jacks here. I mean, that's it's, that's uh, everything you were talking about. Uh, just where our passion is here at the University of Georgia, and uh, as you mentioned, we have a lot going on. But you know, it's it's the community, and I think the uh, as the community keeps expanding, you know, the schools that were you know being mentioned there. You know, San Diego State, we were we played them a couple of years ago, uh, the year before COVID, and uh, went out there. And you know, part of it was just to give our guy a, a, a road trip, but it was also to, to, to show the rest of the country that, uh, you know, I hate that word club as well. But <laughs> the hockey quality, it's expanding everywhere. And, you know, if you want to call it the non-traditional markets, so be it. But I'm telling you, you know, it's bursting at the seams. There's a lot of good hockey players out there looking for places to play. And, we're just fortunate enough that what we have in play at the University of Georgia is uh, really starting to attract some top-level talent. Yeah, I'll tell you, I was I was thrilled uh, to see that you guys are putting putting up that building. And let's start right there, if we can, uh, Coach. Tell us a little bit about the building, how it got underway, when it's going to open, and how excited you are to have a nice big facility like that ready to roll for your guys. I'll tell you, the, the first meeting I had regarding the new arena, I thought somebody was pranking me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, you know, I had a hard time believing when they recruited me down from Minnesota, you know, that, uh, that you know, this hockey program could be as big as they were wanting it to be. Um, so just to kind of set the groundwork for you, um, the UJ hockey program, as a pure club team, as, as I think, we all know where it was in in the 80s. Uh, Georgia started back then. I had no idea. Um, I was involved with teams up north uh, until I moved south of the Mason Dixon line, and I was the same, I was one of the same folks. That Georgia has a hockey team. Um, <laughs> it was you know wow. But then once I got down to Georgia and uh, they interviewed me and, and brought me in for the job, I was really surprised to find out that they had a foundation board put in play. They had the structure from some local community uh, business leaders to set the framework for success. Um, having a foundation on top of, of a club team per se at, at that time in play gave them the ability to bring in sponsors, bring in entities to help fund the growth of the program. And then the Classic Center, which is in Athens, Georgia, which is our convention center slash conference center um, after it was built those type of buildings take a while to formulate a, a steady customer base of groups coming in for their meetings and conventions and someone had a great idea of hockey why can't we get one of these rinks that they use at the nhl winter classic and, and put that in this big ballroom here and as crazy as it sounds they crunched the numbers and uh, made the investment and very quickly, it became one of the hottest tickets in town. Uh, we sell out consistently at 2,500 max before the fire marshal cuts people from <laughs> coming into the building. And we've expanded it now to, because the rink's portable, we 
actually take the rink outside. It actually does get below freezing for about three weeks in late January. <clears throat> and we put the rink outside and we actually have, uh, uh, we've expanded it from two games to four games based upon popularity uh, to the outdoor games. So it's been, it's been unbelievable to see uh, the fan base take off primarily being students in the beginning, but then we expanded in the last five years, we went from maybe a little over a hundred season ticket holders to over 400 closing on 500 season ticket holders that if you look at the demographics, it's, it's all over the place. But, you know, I look up in the stands and I see, you know, I see Buffalo Sabre hats. I see Boston Bruin, Islander, Ranger, Blackhawks, um, Detroit. I mean, you're seeing a lot of the people that have either retired to the area or relocated to the area that the Georgia brand on top of it being a sport that they're familiar with and have a passion for from living up north. They're our base. They're the ones that are showing up every game. And then as we get the students more involved, um, you know, I think someone said it to me the other day, a student, he said, you know, the thing I love about hockey, I never saw it before until this past season, coach. But, you know, he goes, I have I get bored watching baseball. I get bored watching some of these other sports. Hockey, before I knew it, it was an end of, you know, I didn't know if it was an end of a quarter, end of a period, whatever it was, but I couldn't wait for the next portion to start. And next thing I know, I wasn't bored. I liked the speed. I liked the hitting. And it just amazed me. And he goes, I'm going to be a season ticket holder. That's what we're, that's what we're seeing over and over again from the fan base. And that has led to the Classic Center putting in through some SPLOST funding, which is the excess tax funding, the planning for the new arena, which for hockey, it's going to hold 5,500. And it's under construction now. They broke, broke ground. Uh, we've been told, we've been given the green light to start scheduling games for October of 23. That's awesome. That is just, that's great. Um, coach, I mean, you really do have to live by the ethos that we as hockey people say all the time, if you get somebody to a game, you hook them for life. And you guys really have to do that and and have capitalized on that uh, over the years, I assume, the way it's worked. Sounds like it's working. Yeah. yeah, we've had to make a complete business model. I mean, we run it like a business. Um, we actually use it to as an educational tool for, for the team. Um, we, when I, again, got down here and realized, you know, we need to expand our branding because, you know, once we get them in and get the 2,500, Every day in town, I would still hear, oh, George has a hockey team. Sure. And, and, and I knew that coming into it, but it just showed me that there's still so much opportunity here uh, to grow the brand, grow the sport. And, you know, looking at the history of the area, they had two failed NHL teams. Right. So I was kind of questioning, you know, how, you know, is it hockey or is it something outside of that? Was it ownership that maybe didn't have the right, plan and play when they were in town? I don't know. Um, but that being said, you know, we see the Georgia brand, obviously what it brings from the Southeast Conference and obviously what it brings from football. That that Georgia brand um, brings a lot of attention just from alumni. The alumni network is, is unbelievable. It's like second to none. Um, they follow Georgia sports. It doesn't matter. I didn't even know we had an equestrian team until last year. Well, that's I was like, news to me too. 
I'm like, well, how do they get the horses from here to there? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have a hard enough time getting players on a bus, let alone, uh, you know, how do they do that type of thing? But, but where I'm going with it is that Georgia brand, um, we're riding that, you know, we're proud to be part of the university of Georgia, but we're also trying to, you know, be at the forefront of introducing a sport that is growing leaps and bounds, um, across the country and really trying to get players, people involved in the sport. Uh, we have a youth organization, um, not directly affiliated with us, but they're called the ice pups, uh, in town. So when our ice is up, they have access to, to the ice and we've got, uh, our players go out there and, and assist the coaching staff, you know, teaching the players, everything from basic skating to as they progress, getting them into the higher skill sets. Um, you know, that's where it all starts is getting, you know, the youth involved. I mean, usually that's relying upon an NHL team or something similar to really kind of draw that attention. But we're finding because of the Georgia brand, we're actually getting uh, the, the, the youth teams uh, started and that generation of interest. Coach, you know, the interesting part about um, the times we're in right now, uh, Paul and I, when we were doing the podcast, it started right in the middle of the pandemic and um, people said, yeah, this is going to be the death nail for for college hockey. It just it's not going to survive. It's it's too expensive, and all these uh, cost cutting measures going on with COVID, and and just the opposite happened. And uh, you know, teams started jumping on board at the ACHA level, at the uh, NCAA level. You guys obviously are flourishing. Um, and we look at it and we go like, now we got so many players, quality players. And with what the ACHA and NCAA did about um, granting an extra year due to COVID and things like that, um, there's a bunch of players out there. So uh, are you seeing some effect of that as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had a bumper bumper crop, if you want to call it that, last year when we um, opened up. Typically, you know, I go out and recruit. Um, I'm, a, I'm a heavily involved in recruiting, traveling all over the place. Um, so there's the players that we target, but then every year we have, they show up at, at tryouts and you get the banners, don't get me wrong, but you end up getting players. It's like, this kid was the last cut for NCDC up in Long Island. Where'd he come from? It's like, how did, how did he fall in our lap? But okay. I prayed to a hockey guy. thank you. Um, <laughs> no, sure. but, yeah, but we end up getting more and, and, and more of that type of, of, players showing up um as of late and that's been that's been just where we're realizing people when i talk to some of these players especially i've got an unbelief this is going to be the best best incoming class i've ever had this this year um and when i ask when i go out recruiting and i have these opportunities that they show an interest in georgia and then i find out it's like wait a minute this this, this young man could be playing in not just the knob but he's got a chance to go USHL and D1 opportunity. But what they're looking at is these are smart kids. The, the median GPA to get into Georgia is 4.0. Okay. Three point, three, three point, <laughs> 3.8 on the low end, 4.2 on the high end was what they just came out with the latest, what they call fast facts from admissions. Um, so we're basically out there mining for the needle in the haystack. And I think we've we've kind of refined it to the point that we're finding the student athlete who literally wants to come to a, a, a university, can obtain a great degree, 
And again, I was a little naive coming down to Georgia. I didn't realize how strong a university it was academically. You know, the business schools consistently ranked number six in the country. It's got great journalism school with Grady. It's got the Franklin. It's got all the other peripheral things that, you know, agriculture, forestry, things that coming from the Northeast, I'm like, you know, what's all this stuff? <laughs> but, but, you know, poultry farming. But you know what? When you get to the, the kids coming that are coming in from up north, we're getting a lot going to the business school, a lot going to engineering. But these are ones that are also saying, you know what? I want to have a great time with hockey, but, you know, I really don't want to do this twice a day. I don't want it to become a job. I don't want to be at the, have to be at the weight room at 5.30 in the morning. I want to have a great experience, a great college town, still be able to have a game day on football Saturdays. What better place than Athens? And then you put on top of it the arena and be able to play, you know, have those four years or five-year plan, it seems to be turning into for some of the players. Boom, you've got this great opportunity. So we ended up with a bumper crop last year of 19 new players. I've got at least six high-profile prospects coming in this year. But when you talk to them, it was this pent up energy from COVID that instead of these guys backing off, they're even more passionate because they, they had something taken from them. And sometimes you don't really even appreciate so much what you have until it is taken away, right? So sure. what we're seeing between that bumper crop last year, the 19 new players, these new players coming in, they're just dying to play top level hockey, but yet still balance it out with having that strong academic environment and that strong college town, you know, journey in life type of situation, if that makes sense. Well, and as I said before we, you know, you came on, uh, the brand names matter. We, we love the fact that, and you know, we love the, the, the St. Clouds and the St. Lawrence's and the Canisius's of the world and the smaller schools uh, being able to compete at the D one level with the big schools like Boston college and, 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 and Minnesota and, and, and so forth and so on. But the brand names matter. And if that's where the game at the college level has got to grow and you guys are basically uh, setting your own pattern. If it, if, if it, if I'm reading this correctly and while, you know, people don't, like you said, people don't say you guys, you know, all of a sudden find out that you exist. I mean, heck, at my alma mater, at ASU, you have people, that, ASU has a hockey team, and that's D1. Hmm. So, um, when I when I looked at, when I started following this story, I'm like, I, I got to get, I have to find out even closer what's going on here. And, and I'm just glad that we had a chance we have a chance to have you on and um you know that's a, a a story that we hear all the time people want the college experience they want that college campus life experience and still want to play exactly exactly and um, we're finding that and as word of mouth spreads i mean right in your backyard i mean i've we've got a pipeline out of long island now um one of our one of our top uh, freshman players last year came from Owen High School out of Denver. I mean, we're you know we got East West, and this year coming in, we've got uh, three high profile. We've got an Adina boy, we've got a Wyzetta, 
And we've got another boy that we're announcing tomorrow on our social channels. It's coming from one of the Class A schools, but it's one of the one of the higher-end Class A schools out of Minnesota. Um, we've got one of the individuals that was in the running for MVP from the USPHL. I mean, this is, this is the type of thing where I, I'm just thankful that they see the opportunity to come down uh, to be part of our organization uh, and help us grow. Now, I also know that the new arena is a big part of the flash. Absolutely. The thing, right. Um, there's no kidding about, you know, I, uh, when you were talking earlier um, about the question of is, is it on campus? Technically it's not on campus. It's across the street from campus. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. That's awful. <laughs> it's, it's walking distance from North campus. Uh, if you've ever been to downtown Athens, I mean, it's right there. It's right in the epicenter of everything. Um, you know, what we have now, um, we have, you know, a locker room where, you know, the guys don't have to store their gear in the trunk of their car or in their apartment and, you know, stink up everything and chase the roommates away. Um, you know, we've got the full locker room. We've got the full experience. I mean, we've got, we try to, we try to do as many amenities and, and make it as close to a D1 environment as possible. Uh, you know, when I got down, guys were driving the games in their cars or they'd rent fans if uh, they had the money in the budget. And I was like, no, this this isn't going to fly. So I went out and we were able to procure sponsorships and be able to fund. Now we do everything by coach bus. Um, you know, just trying to, again, create that environment of we want you to really enjoy your time here, but we want to be also to give you the tools and the environment to succeed because a lot of what we do um, as coaches, I mean, on the ice is one thing, you know, we all love to be able to brag a little bit and try to take a little bit of cre credit when these young men succeed in life. You know, when they're out of school, I think we all, that's what we look, we like, Hey, you know, he's really doing well. He's doing great. You know what? You know, I like to think I had just a little bit of part of that and, sure. you know, bringing and bringing these young men into this environment and giving us that opportunity to be associated with them not just them with us. That's the beauty of this thing where I've been, you know, it's, it, I've, I've always been deeply passionate about this sport. You know, I've been, in, I've been involved in coaching for 30 years, but every year that we keep going into the amount of talent that's available, the amount of how smart these kids are, it, it just impresses me. I mean, I just feel, I feel completely blessed to be part of this organization, to be honest with you. I mean, some days I wake up, I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> right you know coach, coach let me well, tell you i uh i grew up in northern minnesota uh very close to bemidji uh, and went over to minnesota duluth on a golf scholarship <laughs> but, yeah. but i had a chance to play some hockey up there too back in the early 80s and then uh spent time in uh, in arizona for 30 years but um you know there was such a misconception uh, and I don't know if it's still out there or not. You would know better than me since you're in the recruiting field. But when you talk about bringing some kids from Edina, why is that? Paul's got no idea where those are. But I have no uh, idea. I, I'm on. I, I but, grew up in New York, but, so I don't know. Anymore. But Edina, Wyzetta, when those kids make them move to Georgia or they come play at Arizona State or uh, you know wherever. Um, it, People don't realize hockey's hockey, right? I mean, the ice is some of the coldest ice I've ever been in. Coach is at Oceanside Ice Arena in in, in Tempe, Arizona. So, has uh, that misconception starting to change just a little bit? I think it is. I mean, my biggest challenge. I thought that I'd have an open door policy since I was like, 
one of their own uh, for a period of time. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the Minnesota moms, I mean, they're, they're, they're tough. They're like, well, you know, if he wants to go to Wisconsin, I would be happy about it, but it's two hours. You know, but we got, we've, we've got, we've got Minnesota Duluth. Okay. You know, that's, 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 a, that's a good program. You know, we've got a couple other programs here, you know, St. Tommy's coming on board. We've got them. Um, you know, we got Mankato, you know, and I'm kind of like, well, Georgia, I mean, wouldn't you want to come down there in January when you're freezing up here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know, and, uh, it, but what's happened, it, it, it's over a period of time in my relationship with some of the coaches up there. And, and again, looking at what they're going to walk away with in four or five years between the degree and the experience, that's what's selling it now. So I think the parents that are coming down, the parents that have made the trip and they do the tour and check us out, they're realizing, wow, that and it's, it's melting away that whole misconception. It's really, you know, it hasn't been as fast as I'd like to see. Sure. But I, I think especially after this group we have coming in this year, you're going to see more and more of it because as you know, it becomes the buddy system. Um, I had one player out of long beach in long Island. Next thing I know, I've got his buddy, his buddy was right on the cusp of, do I go NCDC or do I go down there with my buddy to Georgia? He came down here, Jack Annan. He came down here. Uh, we got Dan Bardo also out of long beach. You know, I've got Zach Puma, uh, out of, out of, uh, Massapequa, you know, we've got these kids who are coming down from the north. You got the Minnesota, I got the Long Island. It's going to be an interesting combination. I, I have a feeling it's going to be like the Herb Brooks. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a bunch of guys from Boston. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Um, all right, Coach. Yeah, you see, you brought it up, and I was going to wait till later because this is what I have to do um, because I, I have to fight this whole Minnesota thing all the time on this program. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, I, I look on your, your, your Twitter profile and it says hot dog. Where the heck the did rinks. that come from? Because I'm about 15 minutes from there. The ranks, baby. Oh yeah. I get that. No, I'm just, yeah. I mean, when I look at your, your bio and stuff, as we're trying to get ready for this, I'm like, well, yeah. Okay. Where, you know, um, do, you know, were you here? Where'd you coach? Where, no, 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 no. I was, I, I, I took a job in garden city and, um, before that, I was coaching high school in Pennsylvania in suburban Philly. Okay. And, uh, you know, obviously everywhere I've moved, I've wanted to stay, stay in the game, coaching. Uh, I started playing some men's league over there, and I said, hey, I want to get involved in coaching. And then it was like, you got the PAL, we got the goals. Right. Um, you know, why don't you start getting involved with some of the clinics and the summer programs? Um and then basically that's what I was doing. I was basically doing a lot of skills work for the different teams and, uh, and then, uh, had a song and dance for a tad with, uh, Hofstra, uh, right. you know, try to see what that was about. Um, yeah. And then, you know, blink of an eye. Then next thing I know I was out in Chicago and same thing, you know, high school hockey, um, doing the club hockey in the Chicago land area, um, cup of tea again with, uh, Shelly over with Northern Illinois, um, just constantly staying involved between primarily the parents wore me out at the youth level years ago. So, <laughs> you know. oh, 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 listen, coach, I, I, I totally understand that. I don't know what time you, you know, what years you were or what year you were over there at the rinks, 
because uh, the one year I coached the Long Island travel team, that's where we played our home games. Uh, I coached a year for the uh, Long Island Edge. And uh, okay, yeah. um, so that's why, like, I'm like, hop on. Like, okay, that's where we used to play. And uh, if, if you were in the mid-90s, we might have crossed paths, and who knows? We may so. have. We may have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you – yeah. We, I tell you, I, there's some colorful language I learned out of the range from uh, some of the moms. Really? Uh, I'm shocked. Some of the moms, I love it. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I'm totally shocked. Yeah, totally. <laughs> in Minnesota, they don't necessarily say it, but you know they're thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And those eyes can go right through you, my friend. They can go right through you. Yeah. Especially, especially, yeah, especially wanna... with – up in the range, man. Up in yeah. the range, oh. boy. They'll look right through you. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Pat Micheletti on occasionally, and we always talk about that. But um, I want to talk a little bit about the transition to uh, the rebranding, if it is, to college hockey self, because um, you lost a pretty good commissioner in Matt. Um, Matt and I have kind of kept in contact through social media because uh, he used to be the agent for uh, some of my good friends, the Broughtons. Uh, I know he worked with Paul, and I think Aaron, too. But um, anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about that transition and the reason for that uh, major name change. So we were uh, Southeast Collegiate Hockey Conference for, for years, and we started expansion, I guess, about three years ago, right before COVID, and we brought in a couple ACC teams, uh, Georgia Tech, Clemson uh, came on board. Then we added Alabama Huntsville, and um, we started saying, okay, you know, we're, we're still the Southeast Conference in, in relative from the name schools. Um, but part of why we were looking at the expansion was travel costs were starting to get a little crazy. And being in the South, we were trying to say, okay, how can we keep most teams within a logical four-hour radius um, for travel and, um, you know, try to mitigate those costs? But then, you know, we started getting, uh, receiving phone calls uh, from some other teams reaching out. And next thing I know, we've got Middle Tennessee State was interested. And then we had Florida Atlantic and Lynn University way down the other end of Florida. And I know I'm also assistant commissioner for the conference. So I'm sitting there going, okay, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a little geographically challenged as it is a little bit with, with Florida because, you know, I'm like, okay, you got Florida, you cross the border. <laughs> Everything should be close, but it seems like it takes forever. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, if they're willing to do it, but it's kind of defeating the whole purpose of what we just talked about a year ago of mitigating the travel. Um, but then we had the Florida, we had Florida state, um, down there, but it's again two opposite ends of, of the state. And then this past year, um, we were approached by a couple of the, uh, Southern collegiate hockey conference teams about joining. And it was a little bit of a delicate thing because you don't want to step on, you know, another conference, but they came over, had reasons. And again, a lot of it had to do with, we're playing the same teams anyway. Um, our playoff format, the way we do things, you know, we've moved our championship tournament from Nashville to Huntsville. Um, we're really big about supporting that Huntsville hockey community because we still consider that to be the kind of the godfather of hockey in the South. And, 
you know, we added South Florida. We just added Tampa, Embry-Riddle, and uh, Central Florida, and uh, Miami, way down south. So now we've got basically the whole state um, within our conference, except for Florida Gulf Coast being the outlier. Um, but you've got basically all the schools. Uh, you got South Carolina, Clemson. Um, you've got us, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, uh, Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, um, Vanderbilt, um, more, I guess, being up with Middle Tennessee State, up our furthest northern team, if you want to call it that. Um, Not down there. So, yeah, now. you know, Kennesaw State, um, again, right there in the Atlanta area. Um, so you got teams want to come into Atlanta, it, it works out real well. They can do Kennesaw State, Georgia Tech. Um, if they come over to see us, we get associated with Atlanta, but we're actually closer to Clemson. So, you know, Clemson's an hour and a half from us. Right. Um, Downtown Atlanta is two hours from from campus, um, so it, it works out well. South Carolina and Columbia is three hours for us, um, you know. So we we've we've got that expansion. But getting back, you know, I know I'm rambling a little bit here, but what okay. what happened? What happened with the name? Um, it outgrew the Southeast Conference, quite frankly, and um, not being affiliated with the Southeast Conference, a couple of the schools, us included, would depending on who was in charge at club or rec sports would be getting the, you can't do this. You're not really, you're, you're, you're kind of <laughs> bullying people. You're misleading people. You're not really part of the Southeast conference. You're using the same color scheme. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the concept was taken from it, but it's not the, it's not, it's not the SEC. It's the Southeast collegiate hockey conference. So were, were they that, expecting that, you guys to use green and purple as your colors to be from the University <laughs> of Georgia? Seriously, well, what the heck? Well, you know, I I, I just decided, you know what? Well, their football teams are all going to use their school colors on you know, on the passion goes on the football jersey. We're going to do the same thing. So uh, we we got our new jerseys that year. I said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go red, black, and white for the SEC logo instead of the blue. So, you know, how will that go over? Yeah. Um, so we did that. And um, – you know, still some pushback from it. And I think it really came down to, you know, it, we've outgrown. It's hard because there is that loyalty amongst SEC schools. I mean, as much as they want to, you know, it doesn't matter the sport. You want to beat each other's brains in game day. But there's also that community at the end of the day. You know, if you come to a Southeast Conference football tailgate, you know, you don't have the crazy stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's good natured ribbing. It's, 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 you know, a lot of laughs and giggles. Um, but so it's just really, it's good, good fun, right? At the end of the day. And, you know, at the end of the day, there is, may not love that team, but there's still a degree of respect to all of us. And I think some of our teams are still struggling with that a little bit, but I think they also understand that from the conference standpoint, we have now probably one of the largest, if not strongest conferences uh, at the D2 level. Okay. So now I have to ask two, two questions that are related. Um, one, do you guys have to split up into divisions now? And yeah. two, and this is, maybe this is a tangent, maybe it's not. Um, we are as, as some of the teams that schools that we cover, um, you know, especially, um, out West with the ACHA teams, you guys are in a completely different association. How did that happen? With the, uh, college hockey federation? Yes. So 
it had been something that had been building for a period of time. Because at, at that time we were a D three team looking to right. move to D two. Uh, but the problem we were having was specific to Georgia. I can speak to that first. Specific to right, Georgia. Fine. We qualified for nationals twice, even had an auto bid, and we had to turn it down because a lot of people don't realize this. The D3 cannot play their national championship over a weekend because of a couple schools up north with their religious ideology. Yep. Okay. Can't play. Okay. And, you know, I'm sitting here as a coach and, you know, I'm recruiting these kids, bring them in here to win championships. And it's like, okay, we can't play profess and timing of those sometimes are rubbing right up against midterms. And it's like two years in a row, we had to turn it down because professors are not going to give, at least at Georgia, they're not going to give a full week off with, right. without, without negative repercussions. And uh, we tried to make a goal of the second year. And then six of my top players were like, coach, we can't do it. They just, they just, they're coming down hard on us. And if we do it, there's going to be a penalty. And we tried through other conferences that also joined, ended up joining the Fed to bring it up in Naples at, at the annual meeting. We, you know, need to change this. There's a lot of things we want to change. We need to change the voting that a lot of people can't make it to Naples because of budget or other reasons, but the mm -hmm. voting that takes place for all the decisions, the mandate is you have to be in attendance. So it was tabled to put it to a vote that we could go to electronic voting versus via Zoom or whatever. It was shot, it was shot down. Came up a second year, was shot down. So basically even trying to get it tabled to see if we could get the games moved or figure out a solution for these small number of schools i think it was maybe four schools three or four schools with the issue of the religious not being able to play on sundays right. situation and it was refused to be heard and at that point college hockey federation took off uh through the empire conference um you know farmingdale fairfield those guys and then you had right. the uh, del Valle conference join in and my attitude was, you know, I've seen, I've seen these conferences come and go to try to do a startup. I'm going to sit back and my recommendation, sit back and, and deal with the devil I know at this point versus jumping, just jumping on impulse. And uh, when we had the COVID year and some things happened that we weren't real thrilled with uh, in communications, um, we made the decision during the COVID year to, to, to make the jump. And once we made the jump, um, basically the entire conference followed. And the ACC conference, basically the whole East Coast, that was right. at that, the teams that wanted to move up a level as well have moved up and now formulated um, the college hockey fed. Okay, so now is this, and, 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 and uh, is this the equivalent to the ACHA D2 level or? Or, or is it somewhere in between two and three, or somewhere between one and two? I, full transparency, I, I would state it's probably in between, depending on the team. I mean, I, I think teams like ourselves could be, you know, without issue. We've played D2 teams. We've played San Diego State. We've played Kentucky okay. uh, and, and a few others and, and have done very well, won, you know, won those games. Uh, you have some other ones that I would say are probably still in that true D3. But this year what you'll be seeing is teams actually – 
college hockey fed does it where you basically declare yourself tournament bound or non tournament bound. So if you're non tournament bound, you're basically would be the equivalent of an ACHA D3 team. Okay. Um, so that's what you're going to see there. So it's manifesting itself to that level. Um, you know, we, we don't know what, what happens down with the future. Um, I mean, the anticipation that we have with the new arena is if we want to have grand, you know, our grand sights on the ultimate thing that I don't want to say to jinx anything, but if we don't have our <laughs> eyesight on that grand thing. Hey, well, I'm listen, not, coach, not... just, just before, just so you know, um, besides us or especially me having my eye on some of the things that you guys are doing building wise down there, Dave Starman last night brought you guys up specifically. So, um, I, I don't know if that counts as, 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 avoiding what you want to say or not, but that's okay. We, we, we get it. No, 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 we're no, we, we, Hey, I think it would be a win. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal. I think that an entity quite honestly, like the NHL could really use a brand like ours to hope, you know, considerably get something back in Atlanta. I mean, I, I look at Nashville, I look at Raleigh, I look at Tampa, I look at, you know, Florida, you know, Miami, how come something like that level can't be there in Atlanta? And then I look at what we're doing. You know, we didn't even talk about Savannah, the Savannah Classic, which is our version of the bean pot. We okay. sell out at 50, we sit every Martin Luther King weekend, Savannah Hockey Classic. We take right. hockey, take hockey takes over Savannah. It's us, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State. It's kind of a Georgia, Florida line thing. Right. And it is intense and like I said, it's sold out, 5,500 seats. Um, that was in the old Civic Center. Remember, we're going to be going into the new Civic Center this upcoming year where they just brought in a, it brought in a coast team. Right. Um, the Golden Ghost Knights. Pirates. Golden yeah. Knights. Yeah, with the, associated with the Golden Knights, exactly. And we do 5,500 fans down there. We've had the governor of Georgia at the games. We've had, you, you name it, we have it. You know, Ugga the mascot comes out on the ice. Georgia Tech brings that stupid yellow car out on the ice. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know. That's great. Coach, you know what you've done? You know what you've done right now? You got to teach the driver of the car. Though. So you come across that red one, I'm going to throw this puck and I'm going to dent that quarter pound. Nice. <laughs> Coach, you know. you know what you've done before I give you my final question? Uh, you flipped the script on me. You said you were excited and ready to run through a wall when you came on the show. Now <laughs> I'm ready. So I'll see you Martin Luther King weekend. <laughs> hey, hey oh. in, all, in all, all seriousness, you're always invited as my guest. You can Savannah if you ever can get into it, in, into uh, Athens. Uh, oh, fantastic. Like, I'd, love to, I'd love to show you the town. You know, I think there's something really special going on. I don't just say that because I'm part of it, but you know, I'm excited for what the future is going to bring. And there's going to be a lot of great things happening, you know, once, you know, once I'm sitting upstairs watching the games permanently, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know, it's, it's exciting what's going on. And I tell you, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about what's going on, not just with our program, but with, you know, we've got kind of a hashtag, you know, with our, our intern team, um, you know, it's, you know, hockey, College hockey in the South, just trying to bring attention to college hockey in the South. And, um, you know, we're seeing it day in, day out with uh, the growth. And we're becoming a bigger part of the university. I mean, we have, uh, we're the only sports team that was ex accepted into the experiential learning program. So all of our interns get class credit. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Nice and work. because of that, and, and now we're, we're working with, uh, hopefully, I don't want to 
Yeah, I'm a hockey guy. I don't like to jinx things, but I get it. <laughs> we're working. We're, work, we're working to have top level broadcasting now through the university as part of a that would be basically class experience. It matters. Uh, it matters. It does. And when you consider we've got the Grady School, which you know all these you know a lot of these broadcasters you see around the country. There are Syracuse, there are Georgia, and there's a couple other schools out there that are big journalism, but you know, that's where they're coming from. And uh, we, I, we, we, we see that next level with those type of tools. And again, the branding, you know, it helps us with our sponsorships when they're keeping data on, you know, how many people are following us on the social channels, how many hits we're getting oh. on the website, how they have all this empirical data now that they're turning in at the end of the semester, but they're also using it to flip it into, sponsorship opportunities where hey we, we're not just putting our hand out for money we're actually going to give you advertising we're doing we're doing professional videos for, oh, for love it. Uh, love it. so so it's it, we have to become self we have to be self-sustaining so that's another whole thing you know that i could talk another whole day about that, that we're <laughs> mm-hmm. that we're but we're proud of it because again it's that non-hockey thing that we're doing you know community right. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about, you know, we've gotten the community service award nationally a couple of times in a row. I'm big about pushing that. You know, I don't want, I don't want my guys just being citizens of the university. I want them being citizens of Athens and, you know, Bulldogs battling breast cancer. I got to give a shout out to Dwight and his team there. $10,000 each year we've been bringing in for women who can't afford That's an incredible. That is you know, incredible. Great. We take our guys to the children's hospital in Savannah. Um, a lot of them are cancer patients and, we couldn't go inside this year because of COVID, but at least we were able to come back this year and we give them little mini hockey sticks. We give them little knit beanies. Nice. Uh, we go to Ron McDonald house. And I tell you, the kids come out different because number one, they realize how fortunate they are, but the fact that they put a smile on a kid's face, that's oh, going to be there. Because like I told them before they go in, it's like, Hey, don't worry. You're not a football player for George athlete. You're just, you're a Georgia athlete in her eye and you're spending time with them. And okay. when you see the parents that's been sleeping on a sofa, thrilled that you're making the kid happy you know that's the stuff that we're trying to make a well-rounded you know when they leave here we want them to have that full experience you know okay so final final one for me is um it's a two-parter first is a comment second is a question um college hockey south is kind of uh, a mirror of what we are too because we started off as uh college hockey uh, Southwest, and now we branched out and took everything west of the Mississippi because uh, they need attention. So uh, hopefully we'll get down in your neck of the woods. So that's my first comment. The second one is if you can uh, just kind of summarize Huntsville because uh, in the NCAA world, Coach, uh, Huntsville gets such a bad rap, and it's it's not that they don't have a great program or, or can win championships or anything like that. It's because where they're located. And um, I would say – that's ridiculous. I mean, get in, get out, do whatever you got to do, but don't don't leave that as the reason why you don't want to play hockey against or in Huntsville. I, I personally don't don't get it. I mean, we we actually do what we we did our training camp last year in Huntsville. I plan on going back to Huntsville for training camp this year um, to support the town and to support their hockey. Uh, programs that they have there. I mean, I know they have an SP team there, but it's really the university I'm interested in. Um, that town, I'm telling you, the arena and then the uh, the local rink that they have for a lot of the practices and things like that, you're not going to find better ice. 
I mean, I've been all over the world and I've played around the world and I'm telling you, phenomenal ice, phenomenal facilities, phenomenal, well-educated hockey fans. And I just think it's a crime that they've somehow become blacklisted in the way that they have. Um, Bravo. You know, it's a great town. I mean, is it, is it a big, is it the big city? Is it big flashing star? No, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of college towns that aren't all the pizzazz, but it's a neat town. I mean, all, if one, you know, you know, you come into town, you see you know, a replica of the Apollo rocket. You know, it's Rocket City, you know, USA. I mean, um, it's got it's got a thriving little you know downtown. Great restaurants, things to do. Our my players love it. Um, you know, you get a little bit of mix of everything. Um, but I, I'm I'm a true backer of Huntsville. I want to see them come back, come back strong, and succeed, and kind of prove the naysayers wrong because, you know, they've got impeccable history and it, it, it would kill me to see that thing totally die off. Yeah. We're with you. Yeah. Paul and I uh, did a special uh, show. Um, geez, a year and a half ago now to help them in the fundraising effort to try to get going. It's just a small part, but uh, we think that uh, the college hockey needs to continue to grow at every level. Um Thrilled to have you on. I uh, want to have you on again. So anytime you're free, by all means, let us know. Let us know one final thing. What are you doing up in Michigan? Actually, I'm at the uh, – it's it's one of the top, uh, at least in my opinion, top coaching conferences. I always would go to Roger Nielsen uh, for the last – as long as it's oh, yeah. been around Roger Nielsen because Roger mm-hmm. Nielsen had a great impact on, on me personally, a uh, great human being. So I always support Roger Nielsen's coaching clinic when it's over in Windsor. Um, but Aaron Wilbur, he's, he started what is called the coaches site. If you're familiar with that. Yes. And the coaches site is, uh, traditionally has had it in, uh, Toronto and, uh, they moved it over here, I think because of not knowing what was going to happen with the COVID rules in Ontario, but it's here. It's at the university of Michigan. Um, they've got a great slate of speakers, uh, lined up to, uh, hopefully teach us some new tricks of the trade. You know, that's the one thing that, uh, you, you, we all know hockey's an always evolving sport. We are the greatest plagiarizers in the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it, Coach. We appreciate yeah. your time. Thanks for answering that that early morning uh, DM this morning. You got my number now, so stay in touch. And I promise, some point, some sometime in the near future, I'm going to make it down there and uh, take you up on that offer to take a look around Georgia. Uh, I, I will tell you, I was a golf pro in uh, Birmingham for a year, year and a half, uh, way back in the early 90s, and uh, I, I can't wait to get back there. How, how, I just have a quick question. I don't want to sure. take up too much more time. But That's all right. You, you, from Duluth, right? Or did you say Hibbing? Where you... I, I grew up just outside of Bemidji. Uh, my claim Bemidji, to fame Bemidji. is we were on the last outdoor high school hockey team that played outdoor ice. So, so how do you become a golf pro when your golf season is three weeks long? Is it that long? <laughs> we went, well, here's the deal. I grew up in a town of about 2,500, and uh, we had a nine-hole golf course, and that's all we did all summer long was, uh, is play golf. It was, uh, I believe, if it wasn't free when you were on the golf team for a membership, it was like 39 bucks. And uh, that's what I did. I just played golf all summer long and played hockey in the wintertime and um, got good enough to, to, to go to Minnesota Duluth and then uh, decided to turn pro back in, uh, what, she's 1990 now and went to Arizona and 
tried to survive and make it on the big tour. Never happened. So I just uh, played mini tour stuff and uh, and taught a lot of people how to play the game. And, and then Greg Power said he was going to start an NCAA hockey team. And I said, I'm going to be 50 when you start it. So um, time for me to retire from the golf world and get back into hockey. Wow. Well, you know, as I know, I'm joking about the three week at summer. For, for no, you're not. No, you're not, uh, Coach. That's that's fact. <laughs> now nah, it's a wonderful, wonderful summer up there. The thing is, you can play Twilight even cheaper because oh, it, yeah. dark. it doesn't yeah. get dark until 1130 at night. So. Exactly. Exactly. Go to work all day and play 18 holes afterwards. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. Coach, we I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And like I said, we'll definitely be in touch because uh, I, I love the story. I love what you guys are doing. I didn't even get a chance to tell you how much I love the logos, but I know Paul's a big logo guy as well. And yep. <laughs> you just go down here, you see the team names and the logos, and you can't help but be excited. I mean, uh, kids these days love to see those types of things. And just keep up the good work, okay? I appreciate it. I appreciate the time you gave me, fellows. And, uh, hey, hope you're taking me up on the invite make a trip uh, over we're gonna try we're, we're gonna try it, it may not be as soon as we want but it'll happen i'll speak for yourself i'll make it happen uh, yeah i know you will <laughs> uh, I, some of us you know uh, and, and coach i love that twitter handle at, at coach underscore campy is that right that's it yeah so oh, yeah, i love it i love it yeah, players have called me from day ones back <laughs> in the 80s campy so it, uh, <laughs> that's where everybody in the country knows me as campy so Love it. Stay in touch, Coach. Thanks for joining us. That's the head coach and general manager from the Georgia University of Georgia Ice Dogs. Paul and I will be back in about two minutes to wrap up another episode of the uh, College Hockey West live podcast. We'll be right back. Go dogs. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a beautiful sun-setting Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. 
Uh, Paul, uh, you know the drill. Uh, we don't have much time, but no, we'll um, get this. Well, let's let's just I'll get this. It was great. Get, it was great. Uh, I love this story. Uh, we're gonna keep following it. Um, I, I I love the fact that he doesn't want to touch the conference trophy. The only one that matters <laughs> is the championship trophy. If you get my drift, I love that yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and, and and we'll go from there. Uh, and of course, uh, once we heard the story, um. Well, my mind just goes racing. Let's see, hmm, ACHAD2, CH, hmm, maybe we can have winners play each other. <laughs> Your hmm. mind is racing. Your yeah. mind is racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I totally fell in love with the logo scheme. I, I love the fact that they expanded. I love the fact that I'm not the only crazy one that said you have to change your brand uh, when you grow. And uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, Matt Lawford, as I said, the, uh, the uh, former agent uh, of Paul Broughton, and I think maybe Aaron as well, uh, when Thank I grew you. up with the Broughton boys. Um, uh, so, so Matt's been around hockey for a long time. I'm sure it was tough to lose him uh, from their conference. But um, the 2022 College Hockey South Tournament Champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, Ice Dogs. How about that? Yeah. I would call them the Ice Dogs. And uh, I didn't get a chance to mention to Coach Camp that he was uh, apparently named the Coach of the Year, which uh, goes along oh God, with that championship. So there was um, so much that I didn't even get to. Uh, well, that's why I said we got to have just to get him. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I make my trip down there and uh, check everything out, we'll have him back on again. Well, hopefully we have him on before then. So <laughs> well, quit, quit. I'm going down there, man. I'm excited about this. This is uh, this is an unbelievable. Uh, uh, thing that they've got set up. And you talk about growing the game. You talk about the will uh, to get something done. Man, th these guys need to spearhead a lot more things in hockey because I, if I'm counting right, I think there's 23 teams in the College Hockey South um, Conference, if well, you want to call it that. Yeah, I mean, they, um... they've come together. They, You know what yeah. they did, Paul? They said expenses are too high. we got to get teams close together. And uh, they came together as a group. And what yep. have we been talking about with NCAA I hockey? Know, I know. They need to come together as a group. So I know. we didn't even have a chance to talk about how this all happened. But goodness gracious, man, spearhead this in the NCAA. Better yet, let's take that uh, Georgia brand right into NCAA hockey and give uh, Huntsville a travel partner. How about that? Yeah, well, I'm I'm all for that and a few of these other schools too. So, um we, we, that's uh, like I said, once again, we're, these are entire extra shows. So, um, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, we talk about quote unquote blueprints. Here we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, right. wow. That was fun. That was fun. These, these shows keep getting better and better. If you're not yeah. listening to them, folks, uh, they're always going to be out there. You can download them at any time and, and listen again. And, uh, we we encourage you to do that because sometimes in the live version, you may miss something. You may get caught yep. up in something. So go back and listen to it. Listen to the highlights that you hear. And, you know, if you need to, put it in your uh, in your writings. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Are we ready? Take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, 
Whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and in the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Buy Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend, as we uh, try to sneak in before they... Uh turn the lights off on us so to speak speak um we want to say thank you again to the head coach and general manager of the georgia ice dogs university of georgia john camp for joining us Uh, i just want to call him at coach underscore campy that's cool that's just cool and uh we really thank him for coming on and more importantly answering my uh Direct message at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> All right, we'll take a minute with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, remind you that there will be no show tomorrow due to the fact Stanley that uh, there's a Stanley Cup final on and everybody wants to watch, including myself and my co-host, Stephen Marsh. Uh, big shout-out as well to the new head coach, Bruce Cassidy, for the Vegas Golden Knights that was announced today. Uh, press conference on Thursday. I think Stephen will be there. Uh, nice for him. All right, we'll have a good night, everybody. Good night.